Good evening, Lunatics, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. We come to you live from West Virginia and Kentucky. Uh, he's in Kentucky. I'm in West Virginia. Uh, we're live on TikTok. I got I got it over here to the side, so I'm keeping an eye on it, making sure they're behaving themselves. Um, uh, Zot said, what do you guys think about the new FMCSA lease purchase task force? I saw it. <laughs> well, I think about it, I, I saw wish a, I was on it. I saw a headline that said Booty Judge uh, was going to, oh, what was the, uh, going to address predatory practices in trucking. I said, who's going to protect us from the predatory practices in Washington, D.C.? Who's going yeah. to take care of that? Because I'm sure old Booty Judge has got a plan. Um, Biden called him Booty Juice the other day. No, he didn't. Please he did. tell me that's a lie. No, that's not a lie. <laughs> Booty juice. Oh God! Never. Did you see Biden? Did you see Biden kissing the baby today? I did not. Have you seen that video yet? I try not to watch the news. You know, he scared the hell out of this baby. <laughs> it was creepy as shit. Uh, well, listen, <clears throat> elder abuse. Okay, elder abuse. What that? What they're doing to that poor defenseless old yeah. man is wrong. It's immoral. It's wrong. I don't care your politics. I don't care your red, blue, left, right. What they are doing to that poor defenseless old man is wrong. Okay? Yeah. He belongs in a home with some stuffed animals, maybe a a little service dog, you know? Maybe he could nuzzle up to a stuffed animal, I think. (laughs) Oh, God, it might help us. I tell you what, this Robert F. Kennedy Jr., though, he's he's stirring it up. Listen. You know, I, I, I like him. I mean, if I... I'm probably not going to vote for him, but but if I was going to vote for somebody, I, 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 he'd probably get my vote. Well, what, he's a, growing I up, him. growing up in West Virginia, he was kind of arch enemy number one because of coal, right? He was an environmental lawyer, right? He did a debate. You know Don Blankenship, don't you? Big coal guy. You heard of him? Yeah. Um, well, he he was kind of Mister Coal there for a while and was going to run for governor. He, of course, he got. I don't know, caught with dead hookers or something like they all do. Um, but they did a debate. Him and RFK did a debate years ago. Gosh, Levi was a baby. So 14 years ago. Um, and I remember watching that thinking, well, this, I'll tell you one, one thing about this old boy is he's sharp. He's not an idiot. You know, you can say, you might say a lot of things about RFK, but he yeah, ain't dumb, no, no, you know. No. So he is certainly going to make things fun to watch. He is. I, I I pray. Wouldn't you love for it to be him and, and Trump running to get around to get? I'd pay Trump. good money. I would I, to I would, watch. I would, I would watch the absolute him and Trump debate. I would consider. I would consider going to a debate. I would. I would almost pay fifty bucks. I'd pay fifty dollars to see him and Trump debate. That would be. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. All right, we're hitting off in dangerous territory. We, Christopher we Robin on YouTube asks, is your BCO mentoring program open to BCOs who are not with Blue Ribbon Logistics? Yes, if you yes. are a BCO, if you are leased to Landstar, we do have a program to help you. Go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com slash BCO mentoring. There's some information there. There's a form you can fill out. But we have different levels of services. We can help you with dispatch, which is raising revenue. We can help you with cutting costs. We can help you with understanding the Landstar system. There's some different packages there. But absolutely, if you're a BCO, um, yes, we can help. Well, we can help you if you're willing to help yourself. 
Now, I was going to say, we, we can help you whether or not you want whether, our help. is whether, a whole different story, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because our help is not a magic bullet. Our help sometimes requires you to, uh, <clears throat> you know, to change the way you're doing things. And our experience is um, the longer you've been a BCO, the less likely you are to change. But anyway, we will certainly right. give you the opportunity to. We'll we can, be happy we can to tell you this, you. that never in the history of Blue Ribbon Logistics has a BCO come, a failed BCO, someone that lost their truck or, or, or closed their business, came to drive for us and survived. Well, except more for than me. About, more than about 90 days. 90 days, yeah. Some of them it took about four days. He took the truck to Wisconsin and abandoned it, and I had to go get it. Um, we've had the last one. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one. No, he was not the one. He was not, in fact, the one. Well, we, we've had one since then. We had one that's left today. <clears throat> oh, right. So, yep. 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 Um, but it, in, uh, anyway, the, 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 to answer your question, yes, we, we're happy to help you. That's what we're here to do. Um, that's what we get paid to do. And, uh, and, and, but, but the thing about, us helping you is you have to understand that you have to you have to want the help and you have to be open minded and you have to take constructive criticism and you have to um, understand that you know we we're going to do things based on with one um, um, based on one thing and that doesn't make business sense. Um, if you've got other emotional things or things that you like to do because you like to do them and you ask us what we think about it, like buying a, whatever that truck was, <laughs> $72,000. And Mike. we tell you you're crazier and batshit. Yeah. Then that's, you know, you have to understand where we're coming from. We're coming from a position of business. I've been in business since 1977. So I know a little bit about it. Chris has been doing this uh, trucking things for 20 some odd years. We know he knows a little bit about that. So we have a very unique approach that we take that eliminates all the other distractions because that's all they are. And we look at things strictly from does it make sense to your business to make this decision? And it goes everywhere from taking a toll road to buying a truck and everything in between. Um, we also make you very aware of data, um, gathering it and analyzing it, making you understand that that's a critical part of you surviving business is having the data available to you and understanding what to do with it. So. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about this today. I, I saw some post on, it wasn't even Landstar. It was just someone was having mechanical troubles. Right. And I thought, here's what I want for you. If you're an owner operator, when, not if, when that truck breaks down, and it's going to. I don't care if you've got a 24. I don't care if you've got a 14. I don't care if, well, if you've got a 14, you're really going to break down. Uh, but you can have a 1984 or a 2024. doesn't matter. Your truck at some point is going to break down. And it could be catastrophic. And it could be down for a couple of weeks. What I want to happen is the reaction to that event is, oh, how unfortunate. Well, let me rent a car and go home. And I'll come back when it's fixed. That's what I want for you, right? What I don't want for you is the absolute sheer terror that most people encounter. Oh, my God. How am I going to make it through another week? How am I going to pay my bills? 
Um, gosh, I need a loan. Um, can anybody loan me money to pay my house payment while my truck's now? That's what I don't want for you. But that yet that's what everybody does. That's what happens when people buy trucks that they're not prepared to buy is they uh, are, are so deeply, so deep in debt. Um, and as long as everything's fine, everything's fine. You know, as long as the rates are up and loads are plentiful and nothing cancels and nothing goes wrong, you don't get stuck in traffic and it doesn't snow and it doesn't rain and the truck breaks down, everything's fine. And then one problem comes along and all hell breaks loose and you're out of business. We can teach you how to be in that position where you're not freaking out every time, you know, oh my God, what's that smell? Is that my truck? You know? No, thank God it was the guy beside me, right? Hmm. That that constant fear and terror, and I've lived it. Larry never lived that, you know? But, well, that's not always true. I mean, I, you know, I started out just like you did. just started out a long time ago, you know? But, right. But well, I, but I, I mean, I did it, I mean I did in it trucking. I a way to minimize risk. Oh, no, no, yeah, not trucking. But, well, you know, here's the thing, Chris, and we talk about it. You've heard me say it a hundred times. For whatever reason in this industry, people think that the answer to their problems is to buy a truck. And if they, if it were any other business, if you worked for a restaurant, you would not assume that the answer to all your problems is to go open a restaurant. Right. Because you understand that it takes an investment. It takes experience. It takes, you know, all, all these things, preparation to just do that. But in this industry, for whatever reason, everybody thinks I'll just go buy a truck. And that will, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But the biggest problem with that is that transformation from being a driver to being an owner. And they never understand the reason for it. They, they never understand how to do it. And that's why the failure rate is so horrendous in this industry is because we just let anybody do it. We let anybody do it because it's predatory. Okay. It's, we don't let, we don't let them do it for them. We let, we let them do it because it's good for the people who are doing the leasing. Uh, it's particularly right. good for these big fleets because it helps with their driver retention, you know. Um, but it's it's insane. And back to this this you know this whole task force bullshit. All that can be <laughs> summed up in one thing: eliminate carriers from leasing trucks. Okay, lease purchasing trucks. That should be that should. I don't want to say outlaw because I don't like laws. Right. But understand that like everybody learned the ABCs and one two threes and four. Everybody in Trent needs to understand if you lease your truck from your carrier, you are a fool. Okay? Never lease a truck from a carrier. Never lease a truck, period. But if you lease from a carrier, you're absolutely, absolutely insane. So, Question on YouTube. Ian asks, what are y'all's thoughts on Mercedes motors? <clears throat> I have a lead on a 2005 Columbia with a Mercedes E60. 2005. 10-speed uh, Eaton. Motor has been disassembled for quite some time as truck has been sitting. No. No, no, no. Uh, listen, a Mercedes, we, we put we got 1.8 million miles on one. Okay? Larry got the one. Okay? And, we're, and we've got a truck in the fleet right now that has a Mercedes. But <clears throat> everything, um, everything that we do is about managing risk. And Mercedes engines just add a level of of complexity and especially one that's been disassembled for a while. No, I'm going to pass you. You give me that one. I'm going to strip the parts off of it and throw the rest away. 
Well, and understand too, I, mine worked for me because if, if, of my operation. If you're buying this truck and you're going to drive from Kansas City to Salt Lake City, absolutely not because it has no Jake. Right. Okay. So it, you know, it, it, there's no reason to buy a truck that gives you limitations when there are a million trucks out there to buy. Right. So, you know, when you're looking at a truck, find, and Kevin Redford taught me this, find a reason not to buy it. It, it could be the smallest thing. In this case, that would be the reason not to buy it because, number one, it's going to limit you where, how you can use it. Number two, the, the parts for that are more expensive than the Detroit and harder to find people that can work on them. And um, why? I mean, what do, you, what do you gain by getting it, you know, especially with it being disassembled, you know? Absolutely not. It's a hard, it's a hard no for me. So, uh, Abdul Asif on, or Asif on TikTok asks, what do you think about JB Hunt? I have no comment. Um, I know, I know, well, uh, Nevin on, uh, on our YouTube feed, Nevin did some loads with him. We're with Landstar. We're, 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 we're at least, we're at least to Landstar. We, we got it like we like it here. Um, you know, there's a question I know, I know on. No, I know nothing about JB. There's I a question on both YouTube and TikTok. Does Landstar help you get your hazmat? No, um, no. no. You're you remember if you come to Landstar, you are a business working with a business. Um, B to B. If you, you want to get your hazmat, go to the website, pay the eighty six dollars and fifty cents for the background check, get your fingerprints done, go on down to the DMV, take the test, get your hazmat. Now, Landstar does have that that required training, don't they? Can't can't we get that for people? Uh, that the uh, new federal required hazmat training course. I think they have that. If you're coming on, you might. But as far as helping, you know, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. But Landstar helps us in a lot of ways. Um, Landstar gives us interest industry leading fuel discounts. Landstar gives us access to tires that are, you know, 60% or 50 or 60% of the cost of what you would pay over the counter. Uh, Landstar gives us access to an agent network so we don't have to factor. Uh, Landstar gives us, uh, you know, they, they help us with a lot of stuff. But your hazmat, is that's your thing as a driver. That's your responsibility. Um, so there, there's no, but y'all, it's eighty six dollars and fifty cents plus whatever your state charges to take tests. I mean, <clears throat> I had to take it a couple of weeks ago. Rest easy, America. I passed the test. Uh, let's see. Uh, rookie hustles is the one. He said, "I'm in a position to expand. That's why I'm making a jump." Well, don't make don't make a jump into a 2019 Mac. Okay, that's not to jump you. That's going to jump you into. Uh, that's not expanding. That's exploding, <laughs> imploding. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Luke said. Uh, Luke said you look crystal clear tonight. Uh, really? Do you do, do you have a new camera? Well, I do not. Luke, if you if you could be if you could sit behind my desk and look at what's going on here right now, it's a miracle that this thing's on the internet. Okay. Um, just trust me. Because um, I'm the king of get on YouTube and find somebody that will tell me how to do something for free that I don't have to pay for. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, we are so far so good. Everything's holding together. TikTok's still still up. 
Uh, Abdul says, I have five trucks, no payments, running on spot market, having a hard time keeping the company going. Well, at least the Landstar, dude. Bring the Landstar. Yeah. I mean, um, listen, our average loaded mile for 2023 is $3.34. All right? I was talking to a friend of mine that lives in Denver today. Uh, I have him on speed dial because he's a Detroit guru. And whenever I need help, I call him. Uh, now, he has a really nice gig of dedicated freight that pays $5 and something a mile still from Texas to Colorado. So he could he could technically deadhead all the way back to Houston or wherever it is and, and still make money. And I told him that our average loaded mile for the year was $3.38. Um, and he's at a dollar... He's at a dollar ninety two the truck after Landstar's cut. We're about fifty cents a mile more than he is. Um, of course, he lives in Denver, and he sent me a screenshot today of a nine hundred fifty dollar load of beer that he's taken out of Denver to get back to Texas. It's a buck two a mile, is what I recall it's Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um. Oh, you know, the, I mean, look, rates are down everywhere. You know, rates are down here. We're just really, really good at finding freight. We build relationships. We get freight that's not on the board. Um, but, um, you know, the thing about it right now, and that's what makes us so good, is that if you get your operation lean enough and you get your cost per mile down far enough, then the rates don't matter. You know, right. uh, we've said it over and over again. We're about a buck fifty something a mile, you know. So it's pretty easy to find freight that, that's more than that. And we make money. Everybody gets paid. Yeah. Um, but that's why that's why the lunatic model works. That's why we did it. That's why we do it. That's why we continue to do it. Because uh, it works at all times. And then when, not, when times are good, it works really, really good. Uh, it, it works me to death going to the bank. But it's um, <laughs> that's a good problem to have. But it works. So um, you know you got you, you you can't just you can't just charge a price for a hamburger that you want and expect the public to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Same in trucking. You can't just get a rate because you need it and think that shippers are going to pay it because they're not. You know they're going to pay what the market says it's going to it's worth. And if you can't operate for that, then that's on you. That's not on them. And um, it's your obligation, to, if you're going to stay in business, to fix your business model where you can work. Now, or you can get on Facebook and bitch, or you can drive to Washington, D.C. and get a red hat and, you know, stomp around. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's not going to fix anything. And uh, And unfortunately... Uh, a whole bunch of you guys that knew nothing about trucking got into trucking in 2021 to make this, this, uh, this uh, easy money. And now the capacity is way out of line and there's not enough freight for all the trucks. So now everybody's suffering. Mm-hmm. And as soon as all you guys go back to what you did before and get the trucks go away, then things will get back to somewhat of a normal situation. I saw uh, fuel, if fuel if fuel would go back up to six or seven bucks a gallon, it would help a lot because that will make that happen quicker. Um, but um, maybe we can stir up some kind of shit in the, in the Middle East, Chris, and, <laughs> and get can we can we can we screw with the golf or something? Can we do something? Yeah, 
to get the Saudis to, to quit pump and quit making oil. So I saw on Twitter yesterday that Rachel, uh, that writes for them is, I guess, playing on, cause she, of course she loves unions. Um, she just doesn't understand why we all want to just be union. Um, she's like, Oh, just I, mark my words. I'm going to tie the actors strike to the, to yellow. Oh. And I said, okay, so, I mean, they're, they're both entitled minorities that flaunt their wealth and then throw temper tantrums when it's threatened. Um, is that, is that what you're talking about? You know, because I don't, I, c- I couldn't give a shit less about the actors and I also couldn't care about, uh, you know, I, I was, I was going to tell you that I don't, we can't be on tonight because our writers are on strike. Oh, so right. we're, we're, yeah. we're stuck. I mean, we, we have no talent. Okay. Uh, it, you so. know, the, 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 the fact that these people have no shame, I guess that big Oppenheimer movie come out this weekend and, uh, somebody said that I guess two of the big actors walked out in solidarity. I'm like, yeah, but y'all still played that movie. Um, y'all still going to cash that check. You know, y'all going to cash that check all day long. You know, you're, you're not so proud and, 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 and strong that you're not going to shut that movie down. You know, what a bunch of fruitcakes. Um, <clears throat> uh, Victor on TikTok asks, I have some cash saved up. Was thinking to transition as an owner op and leasing to Landstar. Any recommendations? Yes. Go to blueribbonlogistics.com and read about the Masterclass 2023 and save that cash and come to our program as long as you don't live in California. Sorry, Victor. Um, uh, but if, you, if you're in our hiring area, come into our program for 18 months and we'll make, that, we'll make every penny of that cash you got saved up count. <clears throat> Absolutely. Matthew, I had a guy tell me that there's no way to operate a truck for less than 225 a mile because the government says so. <laughs> uh, Evan said, solemn freight waves that yellow might be yanking pensions to survive, if I read that correctly. Wouldn't want to be one of those guys. That would be difficult for them to pull off. Well, I tell you what, they're going to yank those pensions because they're going to go out of business. Yeah, they're going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's 100% going to happen. No. Christopher Robin headed to Landstar Orientation Monday. Bless your heart. Um, Good for you, Christopher Robin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> listen, take everything that they say about hazmat and sitting duck and, and, and embed it deep in your soul. The rest of it, not so much. Yeah, don't 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 have a high expectation of the experience you're going to have at Landstar's two-day orientation. A lot of the stuff you hear on day two is com- just completely, absolutely untrue. So uh, I would recommend that you go there and then come to us and let us straighten you out. So uh, we'll you know we we have a, a 90-day renewable mentoring and coaching program. Yeah, and we'll 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 get we'll make you right. I can't help you. Um, I was never so shocked in my whole life when I attended my very first Landstar orientation. <laughs> I actually was with a driver. You know, I had my first driver there. I actually reached up and covered his ears up. I said, don't listen to that. This is all bullshit. <laughs> I literally, I promised you I did. And, uh, and I took me, I had to take him out of there and it took me a week to undo what they did. But Anyway, uh, Victor, a, we hire we hire east of the Mississippi. Uh, we do hire in Florida, but you can't take a truck home. Um, but other well, than that, it's, unless, unless it's way up in North Florida, we're yeah, North Florida, it's okay. Jacksonville, <laughs> Tallahassee. If you live in Miami, you'll never take a truck home. 
You can go home. You just can't take the truck with you. Uh, he's from Texas. Okay, Texas is doable. Uh, go to the website. Well, unless you're in El Paso. <laughs> El Paso, yeah. El Paso's a no. Uh, but again, if Houston you're Eastern, or Dallas would be the best. Yeah. He, D- Dallas and Houston's the best. Um, go to the website, fill out the form, drive for us, and fill out the form. We'll set up an interview, and we'll talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, Rodney's, I'm thinking I'm hauling fuel locally. What's the best option for least amount of risk? I'm looking at 95 to 06 trucks with a Detroit or N14. Uh, if you're hauling fuel, I would get something with a small sleeper and a short cab. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times you can't get under the racks if you got a condo, so you're going to need a flat top. Um, and when you're hauling fuel, you know some 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 of the aerodynamics, you know, goes a little bit out the window with, with what we talk about from pulling a van. Um, you can also go to 07 on your range. There's no reason to stop at 06. Right. There's nothing 06 has that 07 doesn't. Right. Yeah, I mean, 07 technically started, but they didn't build any until 2008. So, um, but I, again, I'm I'm going Freightliner with the Detroit N14s are great motors. If you're going to run an N14, you'll need to run a FAS, FASS, the fuel air separator system. Uh, N14 injectors, from what I'm told, are, are real finicky. But if you run a FAS, you can overcome that problem. Um, uh, what about Georgia? Yeah, we hired in Georgia. Um, does Landstar do any local and or dedicated round trip type stuff? Uh, yes. Um, here's the thing about Landstar. Everything that we do in our program is hauling general freight in a drive-in. But there is freight at Landstar that you, you couldn't even dream about. Um, most people that come here will never have access to it because they can't stop being narcissistic psychopaths. Um, and they go out of business before they've really built up the tenure that it takes, um, to establish themselves in that market. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did a dedicated run for gosh, seven years, home on the weekend. Um, if you live in a good area, I mean, if you live in Indy or Columbus or Charlotte, um, just, it all depends on, on where you live. Um, you, and you have, and you have to cultivate that. I mean, you're, yeah. you know, Landstar is not going to, you're not going to go on low board and find that. You're going to have to cultivate that, you know, yeah. and you're going to have to, you know, just it's takes probably time. not going to be one load. Just, you're going to put it, you know, I did, a, 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 it wasn't really dedicated, but I did the same thing every, every week for, but it was a three different agents. You know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, you, you have, you can, you have to, again, you're, you have to do it here. Rainstar is not going to hand you this package and go, Hey, come here and we'll give you this, this local deal. That's not how it's going to work. So a lot of times it starts out with one good load, an anchor load, we call it. Right. You'll get, you you'll get on. one load and then, okay, well, let me, now I've got one load. Now let me put two with it. I'll put a triangle together. It gets me back home. And then, then you'll find the second piece of the triangle you know i know a guy that's had two dedicated piece of a triangle steve for gosh probably five six seven years now he uses he he uses a fill-in load to make the third leg but he's been doing the same two loads of that triangle for years you know but it all starts with developing yourself and um 
and building up. Uh, people have been asking and, and about, some, and sometimes you sometimes you have you have uh, that triangle, and then something better comes along that you <clears throat> supplement. You, you you get rid of one of them, add a better one to it. You know, so mm-hmm. you continue to evolve it. Yeah, people are asking about Carl. I really don't have anything new uh, to report. Um, the last day, update his wife gave, he was still on the respirator. Um, they're still trying to, I guess, get him healthy enough um, to be in position to get the lung transplant. So everything, I guess, is just kind of on hold right now. Um, he's been in the hospital probably, what, three or four months um, and, and hasn't been out and has been on a respirator. He just he can't breathe um, without mechanical assistance. So... Um, uh, I saw this comment earlier and now I wondered if it was Landstar is the same as an Airbnb, a company that owns monthly, but makes billions. I wasn't sure. And he says working for Landstar is the same as working for a company, man, dude, fuck off and go find somebody else's podcast. Um, (laughs) are all O8s bad? Do they have O8s that aren't DPF? No, all O8s are bad. No, yeah. Remember, 07s, 07s when you got to watch because it halfway through 07s when, right? You know, my truck, my the the truck that I drove, it the the owner's manual that came with it, it sets a DPF truck, but it's not with no four emissions. So you have to really, really watch an 07. But in 08, they're all going to be DPF. Right. Yeah. It's it's called EPA 07. Right. So the right. Uh, when when this uh, when this scheme uh, when when this this because that's what it is. It was a thie- it was a scam of, of thievery um, and manipulation. When this was developed, probably in two two thousand, um, was they're, they're early in the Bush administration. It was it was set to be o four o seven and ten. It was supposed to be stepped in. So in o four, you got EGR. In o seven for the o seven model year, um, is when you were supposed to get the diesel particulate filter. Well. The market does what the market does, and everybody went and bought, I mean, an ass load of 2007 model trucks that had 06 engines. So that's why, I mean, it's probably three um, three to one um, uh, right now, 07s versus any other model, because they just bought a ton of them. And you can hardly find an 08, Right. You find 07s, you find 09s, 10s, and on up. But they're ever, all the big carriers went up. Crete, uh, Werner, Schneider, they all bought tons and tons and tons and tons of 07s with 06 motors. Um, but 08 techni- 07 technically started, but it really didn't start hitting until the 08 model year. But anything from 08 to 15 is an absolute no. 100% no. Uh the fact that this guy doesn't even understand this, the comments he's making don't make any sense. You know, Landstar is the same as working for a company with more headaches. Well, that, what a fucking that's idiot. exactly what it's not, is working for a company. 100%. It, it, it's 100% different than working for a company. But people that come here that are ignorant and think right. that, they're the, they're the and then And then they fail. Because, right, and they fail, and it's, and and it's, it's Landstar's and it's, fault. It's, Landstar's fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh... But now let me let me re, let me reiterate something, okay? Because we we get like we get labeled, okay? Y'all are Landstar people. How much Landstar pay you? Listen, we're we're not we don't work for Landstar, okay? Well, I chose to do business with Landstar of my own free will, okay? 
of all the trucking companies in the United States. Okay. I chose to come to Landstar with one truck and then I brought all the rest of them. And I've stayed here since 2000, whatever it was, 12, whatever it is. You know, I don't care if you come here or not. It doesn't affect me one bit. As a matter of fact, we don't, I don't believe in the brotherhood. If you come here, you're competing with me and I'm going to win. Okay. So I, I don't, whether you like Landstar or not, it, it, I could not give a fuck. Okay. Um, so if you think that you're going to, to hurt our feelings or something, talk about Landstar, you, you're wasting your time. Okay. I'll tell you right now, Landstar is not for most people, especially people who have the mentality <clears throat> to think that they're working for a company. That's exactly the person that will not survive at Landstar. Now, for someone who is a business person and conducts business and wants a partner to partner with, it's perfect. And that's why I'm here. And that's why we have almost 15 trucks here, you know, is because it's the perfect partner for our operation. And I run our operation like a business, not like a truck driver. So read between the lines here and do what Chris said. Find another podcast to troll. Right. Um. You know, living out in the country is such a such a blessing sometimes until a deer walks through the backyard and our seven-and-a-half-pound dog thinks he's going to go out there and whip that deer's ass, and he goes absolutely ballistic. So I had to step away and go threaten to end, uh, unalive I him. I covered, I covered it for you. Okay, I appreciate that. I had it. So. Carolina DJ, I'm thinking I'm an owner-operator thinking about going to diesel mechanic school to work on my own truck. Is it worth it? Hell yes. I mean, well, or find find a shop that might uh, give you like an, a kind of an apprentice opportunity a little bit. Listen, we listen. We need we need more diesel technicians. We don't need more owner operators. <laughs> Go to school and open up a shop. Okay? Right. We were, somebody was teasing us this week about it. And hell, everybody started getting, getting in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys need to open the shop. It's a great idea. No, it's not a great idea. We're not doing that. But we need them. So right. if you want to go to, you want to be a diesel mechanic, that, that's a, listen, you can write your own check. Oh. If you care about the customer. Yeah. If you'll have a work ethic, you know, if you, if, if it, 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 you can write your own check. You know, the opportunity there is tremendous. Purple Yeti's trying to get a Larry Long special, I think. He better stop. Um, let's see. What is a Zach's truck talk? What is a must with trip planning? Let me get my Calc- secret calculator. down here. There it calculator. is. Calculator. There it That's is. That's the must. That's your Every must. Every time. Okay. And throw the GPS out the window. I saw, I don't know who it was, but somebody, oh, there's this old guy, oh, has a TikTok account. He thinks I think he's a Walmart driver. Well, he he stepped in it, telling telling a bunch of them young bucks to get their map out and put that GPS away. And some some amoeba, uh, basically saying, "Well, those maps are outdated, um, and 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 the GPS, um, and the and the GPS is far superior." Yeah, except except you morons will follow that GPS to the bottom of the river and wonder why you're wet, you know. Um, yeah. uh, there's a guy here in West Virginia. I don't know if he has a Facebook or TikTok or something, He, but he's a record driver. And he goes and, uh, dude, the places that these guys get some of these big trucks to go 
out these one lane dirt roads. Um, I don't even know how they got there in the first place. And he'll drive and drive and drive and drive. You'll think you're watching him go. There's like no, no way he's going. There it is. 53 foot trailer out in the middle of the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. Some guy walking around in flip flops and pajama bottoms. Like, I don't know how I got here. I'll just follow my GPS. Mm. Uh, that's the thing. It, it, it's it's not the GPS. It's the surrendering of authority right. to it. That's the problem. That's you know, the GPS logical just, fallacy. It's just another tool, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you let that make the decision for you, and you trust that to make the decision, that's where it comes. That becomes becomes a problem. And then and then and then you want to blame it for the prop for for getting you in trouble. So that's yeah. the. Uh, that's that, that's that the thing you, that will get you the biggest ass chewing you've ever gotten in your life here. Well, there's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey, and habit number one is begin with the end in mind. Okay, yeah. well, your trip planning. Well, let's start at the end and work our way backwards. Let's get out our friend, the bullshit eliminator nine thousand, and we'll calculate. We'll figure out our route. Now, I listen, and I would much rather use Google because I can adjust the route however I want it to. I look at my map. I decide which way I want to go. Then Google will give me the exact mileage. Then I'm going to take that mileage, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the calculator. Okay, it's going to take me seven hours, okay, seven hours of drive time. Well, I'm probably going to need a 10-hour break. That's, that's 10 plus 17. All right, well, right now it's 2038. Eastern time, 8.38 p.m. So if I take 20, let's just go 8.30, 20.5 plus 17 minus 24, 13.30 tomorrow. That's trip planning. Just do the math. It's just it's just simple. Just take the time you're at. There's a 24-hour schedule. Resets at midnight. Figure out how much driving time you have and how much break time you have. Add the two together. Add it to the current time. When you get a number greater than 24, subtract 24, and it'll tell you what, what time you're going to get there. By the way, we teach this at uh, August 19th and 20th in West Virginia. We do. At our live event. We go into this in great detail. Great detail. Among other things. Um, and, uh, Chris, we need a password. We need a We, need a we do. Um, we do need so a... It is, it is now 839 on the East Coast. Yeah. If you will go online uh, to um, blueribbonlogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023 and use this code we're getting ready to give you, you'll get $100 off of your seat for the weekend. And it's good till midnight tonight, and then it goes away. So uh, the discount code tonight is going to be, Chris. Drum roll, please. Go ahead. I'm waiting for you. Waiting are on you. you. Are you going to give the? I'm not. Am I making I'm, up the code? I'm, listen, I'm like? putting it in the website. Uh, you give me the code, and I will make it happen. Oh, not free oh man. Um, use that. We had to use that guy's. Uh, we had Gary. <laughs> code Gary, <laughs> the guy that was mad yeah. at Landstar. How about code Landstar? Want to do that? Well, it's got a D in it, everybody. It's spelled with L-A-N-D-S-T-A-R, okay? All right, so the code's Landstar. 
All right. It expires tonight at 12.01 a.m. A.M. Okay. 14 minutes. Save. Save. All right. It is live. Chris, if you, you use the code you, Landstar, now I need to go over. L-A-N-D-S-T-A-R. Okay. Right. I need to put that in uh, TikTok. So they can, can, you, uh, can you bring up those photos that we brought up on TikTok the other night? I can. Uh, oh, I can. Um, why don't, hang why on don't we show me. people pictures from last year? Okay. So they, under, so they see the, uh, they see the uh, you know, the, the uh, what it looks like. Gosh. Okay, it's going to take. Uh, well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to talk for a little bit because I've got some. I'm going to have to make a whole new scene. All here. right. Well, so our event is in uh, Hurricane, West Virginia, um, August nineteenth and twentieth. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, we have an excellent hotel there that you also can register for on our website. Uh, they treat us like royalty there. And we're going to have the podcast on Friday night from the lobby of the hotel. Uh, we have our own uh, special bartender that comes in and works our party for us, Nick. And then all day Saturday and all day Sunday, we'll be doing what we do here. We'll be go- we'll going through our program, teaching you everything that we do to help you get your cost per mile down where you can survive in this or any market. Um, we'll talk about how to save money on things that you can save money on. Uh, we'll talk about some, some numbers, how to find them, what to do with them. Uh, we'll teach you how to find your cost per mile and why that's important. Um, and then, you know, just everything that we do uh, that um, that gives us the advantage that we have right now where we're not worried about freight rates and uh, fuel cost. Um, so we'll share all that with you and answer your question and go into it in great detail. And then uh, out in the parking lot, uh, Rocky will be out there doing alignments and suspension work. Our friends from CAMS will be there doing, you know, any kind of little minor repairs that you need to have done while you're there. Um, and then of course, you know, there's all kinds of, of socializing and networking that will be going on between you guys after hours. And, um, anyway, we'd love to have you. It's, um, it's, um, four ninety five, but tonight you're going to be able to do it for three ninety five if you do it between now and midnight. And, um. Uh, you just got to go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash re, uh, events slash reset 2023. And it'll take you right to the, to the page. <clears throat> uh, I'm getting there. Uh, keep talking. See if there's any comments. Um, black sheep. I finished my road test, a background check for liquid trans. They give me a start date after the, uh, Okay. Pretty good. Uh, Okay. Any oh, hey, talk about this. Any opinion on the bus crash in Illinois? Did you see that? Uh, not really. No. So a greyhound a greyhound bus ran off the off the road uh, into a rest area and hit trip, a bunch yeah. of sitting ducks. And yeah. well, uh, that's why you know at Landstar you're you're not allowed to be on the side of the road, and that's the exact reason why. 
So because that will not be that bus's fault, by the way. The bus driver will not be at fault for the accident. No. It will be the the semi sitting there because they should not have been parked there, illegally parked. So that's the that's unfortunately how it's going to work out. But um, you know, in Landstar, you're not permitted to be within 14 feet of a publicly traveled highway unless you've got the hood up and the and the four ways on and the triangles out and you've been there for less than a couple hours um, for that very reason. So because the verdict for that is going to be what you call nuclear, it will be millions and millions and millions of dollars. And it's going to be those, those semi companies are going to be the ones paying for it. So, Oh yeah. Uh, I do have a comment on the guy that did that wrecked that, that killed everybody in Arizona watching TikTok while he's driving down the road. Oh, I forgot about I do, that one. You know, and I saw one just the other day where a bunch of semis caught on fire. They were, you know, you, um, you guys, there's a thing called safe interval, safe driving interval. And um, for whatever reason, truck drivers don't think that it it counts from truck to truck. They don't really think it counts from truck to car, by the way. I'm, I see a lot of you guys out there tailgating cars, and there's not any way in hell that you're going to stop if they have to emergency brake in front of you. But um, listen, you, you've chosen a, a, a job or a profession where your actions can put you in prison, okay? And worse than that, can give you a, a, a guilty conscience for the rest of your life knowing that you killed some family. For what reason? For what reason? Just to gain a few minutes, you know? Slow down, spread out. I never could understand why there's, if a truck wrecks, it's always two or three of them because they're all piled up together, you know? My son, when he played soccer, when he was like seven years old, he liked to go out there and they would all get together and the coach would go, hey, spread out, everybody, spread out. Uh, y'all need to spread out, okay? Don't be so close to each other and stay away from cars and slow down and be professional, you know? Um, it, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to kill somebody over a load, over freight, you know? So understand that you have a you have a responsibility, you know, to people that have no choice in, in in whether you run over them or not, you know. And I know you're going to say, yeah, but they're running in and out and doing this and then. But look, you know, one thing you need to have in this in this business is is patience, you know, um, because it doesn't. What's it get you? All it does is raise your heart rate, raise your blood pressure, make you mad. You're you're cussing all the time at four wheelers. You know, just calm down. All right. Spread out. Quit driving like fucking maniacs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. I got some pictures for you. Um, <clears throat> so this is Larry TikTok. I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, <clears throat> I'll have to help you all here in a minute. Um, you'll have to see him on YouTube for now. But okay. <clears throat> this is the room. You can talk about it for now. Um, where is IMS? Um, but, you know, we, we have a very nice event space that um, uh, that is, uh, you know, just, just top-notch. Um, and so everybody in YouTube is watching these uh, go by right now. And... Uh, <clears throat> If I can get my phone to cooperate, I'll I'll show TikTok here in a minute. Um, 
all none of these photos were downloaded to my to my Mac. And so now it's downloading them and opening them at a furious pace. So I don't even know how many I grabbed, but um, but this is this is what I could get on short notice. But next time I'll. Well, I just want people to see the event site and yeah, and understand you know the how how nice the event actually is. Anyway, uh, Mert, yeah, we, uh, Evan, we do have our Blue Ribbon merch there and our Lunatic stuff there, yes. And we also will have OPS products and the Max Mileage there as well for you guys that need to need to stock up, not have to pay shipping. Um, oh, anymore, see. Um, yeah, sell the merch with me in uh, here's a, is this a Landstar agent? Real deal 23 drivers. I'm an established agent with direct freight. This is very simple. You must have an agent driver relationship. I agree with that. We can't do anything without drivers and drivers need agents. Well, 100%. I can't argue with any of that. 100%. Right. Well, you know, you know, we've heard a lot of people say that brokers are unnecessary. Well, for a truck, that's 100% true. Brokers are unnecessary. You can go get your own freight. Um, you can go knock on doors. You can do sales calls, and you you don't need brokers. Problem is, shippers need brokers. And until there is a completely decentralized model where uh, shippers can truck can contract uh, directly contract with trucks, um, we're going to have a broker model. So you better learn how to take care of your business um, and stop blaming brokers for all your problems because brokers are not all your problems. Um, you you are your mm-hmm. problem. Well, and what you don't really, what you need to understand is the agent or broker, and you're, if you've got your own authority, that's your customer, you know. Well, that that's who you need to nurture, and develop that relationship with. Uh, the reason we don't have any issues right now is because we have relationships with agents. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. And um, you know that's 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 the secret to uh, being in business, any business, relationships. You know, we've talked to a guy today that's in real estate business, and it's amazing how the parallels were between how we run our business and how a, pe- a person in another industry runs their business. It's only, it's, we're only lunatics in the trucking industry. We're normal everywhere else. But in trucking, we're considered lunatics because we do things bit the way a business would do it. But if, you're, uh, if you don't understand who your customer is and you're on Facebook and you're bad-mouthing them, and you wonder why that they don't like you or, you know, whatever. Maybe you ought to think about that, you know. You know, they also uh, they also do deserve to know where their freight is, you know. Um, yeah. This attitude that we get about, well, I'll, you'll get there when I get there. or I'm not answering them phone. You know, you don't, you don't need to know. Absolutely, they, don't, they need to know where it is. I, and I you guarantee know, when you. When you order stuff from Amazon... Exactly. I guarantee you the person that says, the, the owner-operator BCO that says it's none of their damn business where I'm at is checking their phone every five minutes to see if their Amazon package has showed up yet. Right, right. Um, you know, the, the, again, the, this whole overlying concept, though, is lack of accountability. You know, it's, if, if, you don't, if you don't tell anybody what you're doing and when you're going to get there, if you don't get there, it doesn't matter because you haven't committed. That's the problem here. When you tell the agent that, hey, my ETA is this, now you're 
now that's what you've committed to. But if you just don't say anything, then you're allowed to make whatever mistakes you want or stop as often as you want or, or modify your trip plan as you want because you haven't committed to anything. Um, that's, a, that's a problem in business. You're not going to find customers that want to do business with you if you can't be held accountable. And I know truck drivers hate to hear that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, somebody's asking about the ELDT. Um, if you, like for me, I've had, the, you know, I've had hazmat endorsements for years. So because I I had my license before February of 22 and I had had a hazmat before February of 22, I didn't have to take the entry-level driver training. Uh, But if you've never had a hazmat endorsement before, you have to pay the extortion, I mean the registration fee, um, and find one of these crooks uh, that will give you this overpriced, undervalued, entry-level driver training course for hazmat. So, yes, that now if you come, if you come to Landstar, that's one thing they will give you for free is uh, access to an entry-level driver training uh, course right. at no cost. Um, we have a that driver, was, that, right? That's what I was talking about earlier, Chris, when I said Landstar has. Right. You know, has that for the entry-level driver training, yeah. Right, right. The, uh, and we have a driver right now that's trying to get <laughs> Um, the automatic restriction offer for a license, and she, people have been telling her it was like two thousand and twenty six hundred and three thousand dollars. Well, she she started digging around and asking questions, and found out that that's not true. Um, but no kidding, you know, somebody gave her wrong information, right? Yeah, at at, for, at their profit too. <laughs> this whole entry level driver training thing is as big of a scam. <clears throat> as uh, CSA is, um, it's just, it's just more expensive nonsense giving people y'all the same people running the CDL mills are giving out the entry-level driver training course. Okay. You didn't fix anything. It's not fixed. It's the same problem. You're, you're taking the same people. You're running through this horse shit course. You're sending them to the same companies to be trained and not how to drive a manual and not how to read a map and not how to scale a damn truck and basically not know how to drive a truck so they can be an indentured slave for the rest of their lives for J.B. Hunt or Snyder or U.S. Express or Night Swift or who the hell ever. But you haven't fixed the problem, okay? It's not fixed. It's just more expensive for the driver and it's more profitable for the people that are hooked up with the government. You didn't fix anything, so please stop. There you have it. Yeah. They teach um, you how to pass the test. Yeah, that's about right. Um, it's just a joke. It's 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 I mean, y'all, I, I went to I went to truck driving school in nineteen ninety seven on the backside of the Nashville airport. Okay. It was it was it was two little portable classrooms, and we had five or six trucks, and and they did teach us how to pass the test. Right, that that was the point. You know, here's how to here's how to do the alley dock and the angle dock, and here's how to back up in a straight line and make this turn and shift this gear. Um, and then I went to a training school uh, or a trucking company, and I was in a truck with a trainer for four weeks, and he basically taught me how to not die. You know. I was fortunate that the guy that I got, um, 
taught me how to live on like $5 a day. You know, he cooked any more beef stew on the turbo, you know, and, and drank water and 99 cent whoppers, you know, and lots and lots and lots of coffee. Um, but you know, he did the best that he could in the time that he had, but damn, you know, it, it, this whole training thing is a joke and, 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 and the, the, the government's not going to fix it. The industry has to fix it, but the industry don't want to fix it. They want the government to create this indentured servitude for the people that we allowed to be in charge of training new drivers. We, we shoved all the new drivers on to these big carriers, and now we're paying the price. And, y'all, that shit started 20 years ago. And now we're paying dearly for it because people like us, 85% of the industry are not big carriers. And you want to you wanna go get a customer and you want to go get a driver. And then somebody's like, hey, I, I are a truck driver. I have a piece of plastic in my wallet that says I are. Okay. Can you back in a dock? No. Can you shift gears? No. Can you read a wrap? No. Do you know what a cat scale is? No. Experience hey, uh, drivers. Steve. Uh, Steve, Vic, and you do not have to use PayPal. You can use any credit card in the PayPal through PayPal. Uh, it, you have to go PayPal. through PayPal, but yes, yeah. Yeah. you you just pay your card and it goes through PayPal. And at right. some point, PayPal may give us the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. The real deal. Twenty three blue bourbon trucks haul for me a lot. No issues. They call. We have the load. They get the load. Most of the time, the staff call blue ribbon drivers. Load never hits the board. Outstanding. That's what I like to hear. I like to I like to hear that. Um, I called. Do we, know who, do we know who this is? Chris? I don't. I have no idea. I called. Uh, I called and booked a load for somebody this week, and and uh, he goes, "Hey, are you the old one or the young one?" <laughs> I said, "I'm the good looking one." <clears throat> well, a guy the, a guy called me, and and uh, I, I answered the phone. He goes, "You the guy who does the TikToks?" I'm like, "Well, I'm 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 one of them." I'm <laughs> No, he was the no one does does all the TikToks. I said, no, that's Chris. He's the one that does all the shorts. You know, well, y'all sound alike. I'm like, well, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, um, yeah, somebody on TikTok's asking, how do we fix it? How do we fix what? The training problem. I think oh. first. I think first, we people like us have got to use platforms like this to tell people that are interested in coming into the industry that you're on your own. If you're going to learn, you're going to learn outside. I mean, you pretty much have to go through those companies to get your license and get your one year of over the road experience. But if you're going to learn how to survive, even as a company driver, you're going to do it on your own. They're not going to teach you. They, they want you to be brainless robots that will shut the fuck up and do what you're told. Never ask any questions. Don't try to figure out how anything works. Uh, just just shut up. Do what the magic box on the dash tells you to do, and everything will be okay. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a self-education, as is everything else. I mean, you know, you, you just you, you don't have a choice but to figure it out on your own, and, you know, we try to help in, in any way we can. Um, but there's, there's no fixing it in... The good thing about that, though, is just like this agent, you know, because that's the expectation, that's what the standard is in the industry, it makes it so easy for you to look better oh, than everybody yeah. else. I mean, 
it's so easy for us to 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 be premium in our service and our performance because nobody else does, you know. Right. Uh, we're, we're not we're not supermen. It's just that we we're courteous and we we do we do what we say and we say what we do, you know, and uh, and and we're accountable and we, and we, you know, we communicate and it's it, there's nothing complicated about it. And that's all it takes to elevate you above all this other 85% of the industry that's just, they're just robots walking around. You know, they, they have no idea, you know, what customer service means. Hmm. And it's not just here. Look, how, many, how, how often do you, can, can you go out to a restaurant or anywhere, anywhere, and get customer service nowadays? You know, I'm trying to buy flooring from this project we're doing here. And you, I, if I explain to you all the shit I'm going through, oh. and and here, you know what gets me, you'll 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 talk to somebody about about your problem, and and they won't solve it, but they'll come back and go, now is there anything else I can help you do? <laughs> Fuck you, you didn't do anything to begin with, you know. Let me yeah. get close enough where I can hit you, you know. Uh, I just I, customer service is a lost art, and uh, and people that are in that industry have no idea what it means, you know. So it makes it so easy for us to. Uh, you know, to just 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 shine, and and get guys like this. That l- listen, as bad as you need agents and brokers for freight, they need you. Mm-hmm. But they're only going to want you if you, you know, treat their customers and treat them the way they want to be treated. Believe me, there's plenty of freight out there for people who want to do it right. Believe me when I tell you this. You know, uh, but listen, you just kind of elevate yourself above the rest of them. And it's not hard to do that. It's really not hard to do that. Um, Talk about the freight market of 2019 yeah. versus today. Well, 2019. Um, uh, let, let, well, let's well, give it context, okay? The context for 2019, you have to talk about 17 and 18. 16 was, was really um, just flat, Right, sixteen was a flat year. It wasn't great and it wasn't terrible. It was just flat. Seventeen started ramping up because the uh, the ELD mandate was coming. The first the first big part of it, where you had to have the device in the truck. Okay, um, it was AOBRD. It wasn't a true ELD, but you had to have the device in the truck if you you had those those trucks. And so that artificial um, a, a variable was was brought in, and so 2017 started ticking up, right? Because the capacity started crunching. Because everybody knew, y'all, we've been cheating since the invention of trucks, and all of a sudden we can't cheat anymore like we cheated before. Okay, so the ELD mandate hits in December of 17, and rates go start to go crazy, right? In 18. Then there were threats from the Trump administration of import tariffs. Well, then that freaked everybody out. And so they start shipping from Asia like crazy. At the end of 2018, there was not a square inch of warehouse space left on the West Coast. Everything was completely full. So 17 and 18 just kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter because there's just not enough trucks because they're shipping like crazy because they think in January of 2019, this big tariff is coming. I don't even, I don't even think they did it. I think maybe, um, uh, I think there was a midterm and it 
flopped, and so it, it didn't it didn't go. So then 19 was like a hangover, right? We heard a lot of the same rhetoric in 2019 that we're hearing now. Oh my God, the the you know uh, the tender rejections and and there's not enough freight and there's too many trucks and um and and so 19 compared to 16 was a great year, but compared to 18 it sucked, right? So you got to understand you had this you had this ramp up and you had this dip. 19 I was got just. Some- Go ahead. I got some numbers that we used last year at the event. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, tw- do that. At, at last year at the event, 2019 was the worst year in the industry up until – now, 2023 is probably going to replace that. But at the time, 20, there were more bankruptcies in trucking in 2019 than any other year in, in business. The average spot market van rate was 191 to 254, okay? Um, the um, Let me give you some more numbers here. In nineteen in twenty nineteen, fuel was two fifty eight to three oh five. Insurance was seven cents a mile. Maintenance was twenty cents a mile. And equipment cost you average three year old truck was sixty nine thousand dollars. So that's what happened in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So comparing that to now, uh, well, in twenty twenty two, fuel was three seventy two to five something. Insurance is up to nine cents a mile. Maintenance is up to twenty six cents a mile. And the average three-year-old truck was $136,000. That's 2022. I haven't got the 23 numbers together yet. Mm-hmm. But 2019, before this year, was the worst year ever in trucking. Um, so the you asked about the freight market. The freight market was, what I say it was, too. What, what's the number I gave you a while ago? Um, two, it's two 191, to, 191 to 254 was the average spot market van rate in 2019. Mm-hmm. 191 to 254. But so, you have, if you take the numbers off, you have the exact same principle that happened in 21 and 22 that happened in 17 and 18. You had an artificial element that was thrown in by authoritarian psychopaths. In 17 and 18, it was ELD mandate and tariffs. In 20 and 21, it was pandemic and stimulus you know, and all this other horseshit nonsense. So it was completely artificial. Well, the same thing in 18, 17, 18, everybody and their brother goes and buys a damn truck. Like, oh my God, can you see all this? This money can be made in trucking. So sure. And they did for a very short period of time. And then when the bubble popped in 2019, they all went broke. <coughs> and one thing most of them have in common, we'll get occasionally, we'll get a few investors, people that, that got in as investors and, you know, and they, they look like, you know, they're, they got holes in their clothes and there's smoke coming out of their hair, you know, and they look like they've just walked through the, the minefield. And occasionally you'll get one that goes, well, man, that was totally my fault, you know. But the rest of them, it's everybody. It's Trump's fault or Biden's fault or Congress's fault or Booty Judge or, uh, or Landstar or the brokers. There's it, always somebody to blame, but never, ever, ever will they ever look in the mirror and take responsibility for their own stupid decisions. Here's a good question, and it's a really good question. And, it, and it's not just maintenance, but hit, uh, swim, swim uh, TikTok, how to calculate maintenance costs per mile. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Here you go. First of all, you, you have to gather data. Um, so you have to know what you spent on maintenance in some period of time. 
Now, obviously, the best, the more, the more history you have, the more accurate it's going to be. But let's just, you know, a year is probably a good number. If you take all, if you, if you have all of your uh, receipts or you know what you spent for maintenance last year, then you just divide that number by all miles, not paid miles, all miles that the truck drove last year. And there's your number. So, and the, the, the more history you have, the more accurate that will be because you're going to have some one-off things in there. You know, you may have put a transmission in there last year. You're not going to do that again for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the longer the, the period of time is that you're contributing the numbers to it, the more accurate it gets to be. Now, I break it down a little. I, I, I categorize maintenance and major repairs different because of that very thing. You do an in-frame for $15,000, dollars that's not going to happen again for a million miles. So I don't look at that as maintenance cost. I look at that as a major repair cost. And you get a you can do a, a per mile number on that as well, cost. Um, maintenance stuff is routine, stuff you're going to do over and over and over and over and over again. But again, you have to have the numbers, which is why it's important that you have numbers, keep receipts, gather data, and then you have to organize it and put it in a way that you can use it. So then you can look and see, oh, if I can, in my case, I can tell you exactly what, our tire cost per mile is. I can tell you exactly what our truck wash cost per mile is. I can tell you exactly what our major repair cost per mile is and our maintenance cost per mile. You know, even APU cost per mile because I break it all down and I keep the numbers. Um, and having that data is what allows us to analyze that and work on the things we can work on. Because, by the way, here's a little hint to you. By the way, we'll cover this extremely um in depth at the event fuel is your number one cost it's also the easiest cost for you to affect and um if you don't believe that didn't come to the event i'll I'll prove it to you but you have to know the numbers and you have to do something with the numbers and you have to look at them go okay how can i make it lower and then we have all these things that we can look at that help you lower your fuel cost so shameless plug august 19th and 20th uh, blueribbonlogistics.com slash event slash reset 2023. Um, I, we'll, we'll save enough money and fuel in the first week to pay <laughs> the entry fee for this thing. So, Yeah. Code Landstar. Uh, Code Landstar. At checkout. We'll get you and $100. And by the way, that's how, you, not, not just, that's how you figure out the cost per month. You know, you guys that that, that don't understand what your cost per mile is, how do you decide whether or not you can pull a load? How do you, how do you know if you can take a load at two fifty a mile or $3 a mile, whatever it is, if you have, if you have no idea what it costs you to drive that truck for a mile. And Oh, by the way, if you're the driver, you're part of that cost. Okay. So, um, if you don't know that, how do you decide whether to take a load or not? You know, that's, I mean, if you're think about it, if you open up a restaurant and you're going to put price a menu, first thing you got to know is how much it costs you to, to, to make the food. But yet we'll drive around in trucks and have no clue what it costs to move that truck a mile. Or you might think that it costs less to drive it to Walmart than it does to drive it hauling freight, which is not true. Or I won't add me to it because I, can, I won't have to pay myself. I, I'll just, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll contribute my time right now because I need to make some money. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's not how, that's not, you can't stay in business doing that. So if you don't understand these things, come stay, spend a couple of days with us in, in West Virginia. I'll teach you how to do this. Okay. 
Well, let's talk about our sponsor for a minute. <clears throat> Since we forgot to last week, um, we are brought to you by Pittsburgh Power. We are stocking distributors of the uh, Max Mileage Fuelborne Catalyst and the OPS Oil Purification System. Uh, we've been using their product since 2009. Um, the sponsorship deal just came along as you know because we were uh, we were preaching the gospel the whole the whole time. Um, you know we use uh, Catalyst in any truck 2004 and newer. We use an OPS on anything. You can put an OPS on a lawnmower. Uh, we have um, we have a Mercedes with 1.85 million miles on it that's had an OPS its entire life. Um, you know the, the 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 value of the OPS is measured in many ways. We get better fuel mileage because we can use full synthetic oil that we don't have to throw away just because some idiot tells us that we should throw it away every fifteen or twenty thousand miles. Um, but we get to know what's going on inside our engines. You know, we know exactly what's happening because we pull an oil sample every 25,000 miles. And, um, uh, that sample tells us, do we have fuel dilution? Do we have coolant intrusion? Do we, do we, uh, do we have elevated wear metals? What's going on inside that engine? And if you throw the evidence away every 15,000 miles without taking a sample, you have no idea what's happening inside your engine. These oil samples have saved us at least three engines that I can, that I can think of since I've been here because we were able to find things like coolant intrusion. Oh, we got a head gasket or we got, you know, some kind of problem going on. Uh, and we were able to address that problem before the motor experienced a rapid unscheduled detonation disassembly. Um, so we are big believers in the OPS product. So you guys should call Pittsburgh Power and let them know you heard about them on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. Go to our website. You can order OPS. You can order Catalyst. Swing through West Virginia, and I'll give it to you. Just got a fresh stock in. We are we are uh, lunaticing a truck from one of our truck owners right now. We just got a whole package of stuff mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh Power. We got a Pittsburgh Power muffler. We got a damper and a balancer. We got a um, air filter. Fleet air filter, uh, OPS. I'm getting ready That's to, I'm getting ready to unleash ten thousand dollars worth of parts onto this truck, yep. and my I got I got I should show you I bought this new tool this new toy, it's a handheld phone stabilizer. It's like a you know it holds your phone right, and so if you hold it, now, it keeps now, it. Now, now wait, now wait a minute. Did I buy that or did you buy that? We bought that. We oh we bought okay. we bought that. And it was so cool because it's got a thing, and I did it with Mason, where you can push a button and it'll tri- it'll grab a hold of a face, and so he's like jumping up and down and running under the right. table, and that thing is following him everywhere he goes. It's 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 pretty slick. Yeah, um, that was my isn't Amazon that, Prime called, day. Isn't that called a gimbal? Is that what that's called? Yeah, a gimbal. Yeah, I I I I saw that word in the in the in the constructions right here, but I had no idea what a gimbal was, but it was right here in the constructions. Um, well, you know, I, I used to do that, you know, remember? Well, yeah. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, we, we, listen, we have our first Canadian registered at the event, by the way. Oh, guys coming from Quebec. You're going to bring some Canadian. Hey, listen, it, Canadian guy. If you're still listening, if you're listening right now to TikTok, he, he is, I'm, he okay. is. I had a weekend. YouTube. I had YouTube, a, when I was 22 years old, I had a weekend in Quebec. Okay. And I was taken to this establishment 
where there were $2 shots and $5 lap dances, which is an entertainment value, okay? But, dude, they were feeding me $2 shots of this really sweet Canadian whiskey of some sign. Don't ask me what it was called because I barely remember anything. There's a few things I remember, but not much. Whatever that stuff was, bring that with you to the event, and we shall partake. There's a there's a Canadian version of Blanton's, and it's called something like. Listen, this stuff tastes like something candy. something Creek or something. Anyway, Steve, bring some Canadian Blanton's down here. Yeah. Um, Rocky has a. I can't think what's going. Rocky has a very important question that I think everybody should hear. Can Larry explain why people do an in frame a year ago but don't have any paperwork or receipts? I haven't been able to figure it out. I can't, I can't explain it either. Why would somebody spend fifteen or twenty thousand dollars and not get a receipt? Um, so I, I mean, here's 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 my opinion about that. Uh, that's sales talk. Um, and the other thing is, if if they had a receipt, you could they'd have to prove to you where they bought the parts, and they're probably junk Chinese stuff. They probably have some shade tree mechanic that worked on it out in the parking lot. And it's better for them to represent it to be a real full-fledged, full-fledged um, uh, in-frame and, and, and camouflage what it really was than to give you the receipt and have to ac actually have to accept the fact that they, you know, that they, you know, that's a piece of shit. The reason that they sell it in one and two hundred thousand miles is probably because again, they, it, again, it makes the value of the truck look so much. Here's here's my opinion. Number one, I don't want a truck that's been in-framed. Okay, for that very now, if it was done by a Detroit shop and they've got the receipt and everything, great. But if it's done by Uncle Joe, <laughs> and you're trying to tell me that you want fifteen thousand more dollars for this truck because it's been in framed, no, thank you. I would rather buy it needing an in frame and let me do the in frame because I can then control what parts go into it and who does it. Mm -hmm. To me, an in frame is worthless when I buy a truck unless it's from a Detroit shop that I know we use the right parts and did the job right. Uh, I, 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 would, I give you zero money extra for that truck. Matter of fact, I almost walk away because it's probably going to be a problem truck. You know, the, 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 the protrusions weren't cut right. I promise you that it's, it's going to end up being there. You'll drop a cylinder, drop a line or something. Like that. Um, it's, um, you have to understand all in frames aren't created equal, you know, and in frames, not an in frame, not an in frame. And, well, um, and, it was, and as we found out not long ago, there are people that want to do work, but they don't want to give a receipt because they don't want to pay taxes. We literally had that one last year. <clears throat> yes, yes. Uh, Luke's got a question. I have an accounting question. How many accounts should you have in your business bank? Example, maintenance account, tax account, profit account. Well, I mean, it, it, you 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 have to have one. I mean, if you're if you're an LLC or any type of a corporation, you have to have a separate business banking account from your personal account. That's a must. Beyond that, it's just kind of up to you. I like I have four. I like to have uh, a general account that everything goes, everything flows to the general account. Then I uh, have a payroll account that I fund my payroll with only just because I want to make sure that there's never a problem with the payroll not going through whatever, you know? Um, so I will take out the money on Thursday for payroll on Friday and get in a payroll account where I know that that money is segregated and right there for payroll. Then we have a maintenance account. Uh, now I used to fund it with, um, with a per mile thing, but now we have enough in there that I, I, I don't, I just, 
I just fund it when I want to. But uh, that's money that, you know, if I were a one truck operation, I would be saving so many cents per mile uh, to build up a maintenance fund for that unexpected. And then beyond that, I would, I would, I would have a, 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 I would probably do a savings account just to put money, uh, money in to prepare. Now you, your, your business doesn't pay taxes. You do, but you could save money in there that you could, it, it could be your dividend check that you write yourself at the end of the year. You know, you could, you're calling it a profit account. That's the same, it's the same thing. Um, and then um, th- that's how I would I organize mine. But again, the only one that really has to happen is the uh, is the general account because you can't you can't um, combine your money personally with uh, your business money if you're a corporation. Now, if you're a sole proprietor, it doesn't really matter. But still, from an accounting standpoint, it's it, it's a lot cleaner. You should have a business checking account and a business credit card, and that way, when you're doing your accounting, it's a whole lot easier to keep up with stuff than having to try to figure out if it's personal or not, you know. Um, but that would be my recommendation. If I were doing your accounting, that's what I would ask you to do. So. Okay, let's see what else we got here. <clears throat> um, oh, it's Phil says, I thought Catalyst was for 13 and newer, any truck that used DEF. No, um, I mean, you, listen, you can use it in a in a twelve seven. Um, you can use it in a Harley. You can use it in a Harley. Yeah, I mean, you 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 can use it in a, a gas burning pickup truck. You can use it. Um, you can use it on anything with combustion. Now, I have a friend of mine that is a super 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 detailed guy. He tr- he used it in a twelve seven um, stock tune classic in like a 2000, 2000 or 2001, he said he couldn't really tell any difference, but we've had other people report with like six NZ cats and 12, seven Detroit's that, that they had a, a, a you know, a, a benefit. Uh, but what we know is that soot is the enemy of diesel engines when they're choked down by um, artificial add-ons like EGR, DPF and SCR. Um, so we use it in all of our EGR trucks. So that's 04 to 07. And then we use it in anything, um, uh, anything that, that has any kind of emissions on it. Um, well, because, you know, it, it, it keeps, you know, if you clean the EGR, so, you know, people don't understand EGR. EGR is not a problem to, to maintain if you just keep it clean. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Sorry about us, that. But got us both at the same time. Um, so we use diesel um, um, alternatives, DPF alternatives, yep. to clean up our EGR uh, valves and, and stuff with. And if you run the catalyst, they guarantee that cleaning for life. So that's one of the reasons why we do it, because it keeps the DPF, the, uh, the EGR system clean and working, and there's no reason to do these stupid deletions. Uh, that don't do anything except give you trouble down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that anything that's EGR oh four and later, we're going to run it uh, because yeah. it's going to have EGR or it's going to have you know, after treatment one or the other. And uh, and even and besides that, even with that, every couple of years we're going to do a diesel force cleaning again anyway and clean it up again. So, uh, but that's that. Somebody asked about. Uh, what truck would we recommend if we wasn't a, if it wasn't a lunatic truck? 
that's what we're going to do. We're experimenting now with 2016 and later. Uh, 16 to 18. 16 to 18. Uh, DD-15s. Uh, we're uh, doing a diesel force cleaning, running the catalyst. Um, and it's uh, proven so far to uh, to uh, be a very reliable um, um, thing to do. Um, so, you know, the, the jury's still out, but that's what we're looking at doing is 16 through 18. It's the right price range right now for us, you know, and getting lower. And with the, uh, with the technology we have with diesel force cleaning and the max mileage, we can eliminate the problems. You know, we don't have the, the regions and all that kind of stuff all the time. So, uh, Brother Sean asks, is North Carolina good freight lane at Landstar? Yes, it is. Living in sure. Greensboro, I'm planning on coming over from OTR Reefer and being home on weekends once my lane is established. Absolutely. There's some there's some really good agents. By the way, uh, that agent uh, that we were talking to in here, it's Chris Cheatham. He texted me. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah. um, He had that incognito Chris, super secret uh, password on or uh, Chris, you need to come. Chris, you need to come to the we event. We absolutely need Chris Cheatham at our event. Absolutely, How in the world, can we not go by without having Chris, him Chris Cheatham? If you'll come to the event, I will pay your hotel room and 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 I will cover your registration fee. If you'll come to the event and talk about uh, agents and and whatnot, we'd oh, love to have you there. Absolutely. So get a hold of, reach out to us and let's put that together. We need you there that weekend to talk about agents. So, and there, you know, Chris has a good freight out of there. Um, there's, there's, there's stuff out of Winston-Salem. Uh, there's stuff out of South Carolina. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the Carolinas are great. Georgia is a little sketchy sometimes. I mean, it, go. G- G- yeah. Georgia is like really great and then it sucks and then it's really great and then it sucks. Uh, but the Carolinas, Virginia is outstanding. Tennessee's pretty good. Um, Ohio, Indiana. But if, if you're living, if I was living in the Carolinas, I would be running uh, Carolinas to Midwest, back and forth. You know, there's lots of stuff that comes out of Indiana, as Chicago, Indiana, Illinois, back to the Carolinas, you know, just run back and forth. But absolutely. Um, this, uh, this uh, is it. Jamil Burton. Uh, why, is it, is, why is it why so is it difficult? difficult to get yeah. Well, I, I, let me qualify that. Difficult meaning to qualify or difficult if you qualify getting on because both of those are different challenges. Landstar is very particular about their minimum requirements. They're very particular. Um, and, and so, you know, you, if, if you, if you can't prove that you have, you know, the, the required experience OTR and, and their, their definition of OTR is you driving a sleeper truck, not home at night in your bed, driving at least 350 miles one direction. So mm-hmm. you have to have 12 months of that in the last three years. That's the first thing they're going to do. Then they're going to start looking at your MVR and looking for uh, excess tickets and excess, you know, accidents and, and all that kind of stuff. So once you pass all that, then we get in what we call the gauntlet, and that is you 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 qualify, but now the process of getting onboarded is another series of huddle, hurdles. Um, we um, jokingly talk about that being the test. You know, you're if you can't if that trips you up, you have no business coming to Landstar because right. you're not a problem solver. But if you get through that rel- rel- relatively unscathed. Um, then you've got a good chance of, of making it here because obviously you've 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 learned how to work around 
some some hurdles. Um, it, for us, you know, it, it's usually about a month by the time you get somebody uh, applied online to the time you get them in orientation. If everything goes smoothly and you don't ignore uh, emails and texts from them, uh, a month is about what it's going to take to get on. Now, if you don't respond, it's going to take a lot longer than that because you got to understand they have thousands of applications a day and they're not going to chase you. So if they send you something asking for a document or whatever and you don't respond, they're just going to lay your file up and it'll lay there until, you know, it's covered in dust. So um, a lot of it depends on you, but that's what we experience, you know. Um, they're, they're, they're particular for a reason because, you know, they uh, Lance are self-insured and um, it's all about these nuclear verdicts that we just talked about with that other accident, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if Landstar can, can go to court and show that, hey, we, we do all these things to do the best we can to make sure we get the safest drivers we can, then, you know, it, 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 it at least gives them the appearance that they give a shit, you know, about, about safety. You know, everybody talks safety. You know, every, every truck company says that. But I, I will tell you this. Landstar is pretty serious about it. And it doesn't take much to get sent home from Landstar for a while, you know. Uh, you, you make a couple of... Uh, uh, dumb moves. Uh, you can ask Mr. Smooth Operator about this if you want to, <laughs> and they'll send you home for a year and let you think about what you did, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's just how they are, you know. It's just a very, um, you know, it's a very very safety or uh, oriented um, uh, company. So, mm. um, Hummingbird asked, "What is blockchain?" I'll well, let you take that one. I'm going I'm to try to do this in three minutes or less. Okay. You know what a, you know what a ledger is, right? Like an old-fashioned old, old paper ledger, like when you'd go to the bank. Blockchain is a decentralized, immutable, meaning can't be changed, immutable ledger. Okay, so there's seven or eight billion people on the planet. So imagine right now, that all 7 billion people had a paper ledger. And then um, Larry sells me a car. Larry and I have a transaction. Well, in, in, in normal circumstances, maybe I would write in my ledger that on this day to this time, Larry sold me a car. And Larry's got a ledger. Well, what, de- what blockchain does digitally is that it records that transaction on every ledger in the, in the world that are on that network in the connected to those nodes. And so, um, what it, it, it creates because there's no central authority. There's no, you know, you hear about target getting the credit card number stolen or whatever. The, the reason that that data is, is subject to being stolen is because it's all stored in one central location. Well, with blockchain, the information is everywhere all the time. And so the information on the blockchain, these transactions that happen are, are rendered by a computer or computers called miners. And when the miner uh, uh, solves that equation, solves that a problem to, to lock that information into that block, it's rewarded with cryptocurrency. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a human action that creates value, okay? And so, there you, yes, you can technically hack a blockchain, 
but it takes something that's called a 51% attack where you have to change more than 51% of the blocks. The problem is every time there's information, another block's behind it, another block's behind it, another block's behind it. And in order to change this block, you have to change all the blocks after it. So it's virtually unhackable. Um, And so what blockchain gives us is the ability to exchange value with no intermediary, with no middleman, no group of psychos in Washington that can just press a button and make the money printer go burr and dump another trillion dollars in into the economy. You know, it's it's I feel for the people right now because it's it's literally taken three years for twenty the stupid decisions that the government and the Federal Reserve made in twenty twenty. It's literally taken three years. And it's 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 messing some people up, you know, because they can't afford groceries and they can't afford their rent and everything is inflated and inflated and inflated because of these horrifically stupid decisions that were made by the people in power three years ago. And now it's coming to hurt the most vulnerable. It's not hurting me, it's not hurting Larry, it's not hurting most of us. But there are people that whose whose lives are being turned upside down right now because of this inflation. And it's destroying them. You know, and they're having to choose. Well, do I do I do if I want to eat? I guess I have to live in my car. You know, um, it, it's really really bad. And what blockchain can do is rid us of all of that. It can get rid of all those intermediaries. So it works on a financial system. It also works in a freight management system because if we can if we can run freight contracts on blockchain, we're talking instant payment. Right, we had Todd Ziegler on here a few weeks ago. I need to get those guys back on here, and we need to talk more about this. But we had this conversation where they can render freight contracts on the blockchain for pennies, right, in transaction fees, right. and and pay right. instantly. None of this hundred and eighty day terms nonsense. When when you if you run a transaction fully on the blockchain, which is where we're headed. You break the geo fence to prove that you're there. You scan a QR code, you're paid. And right? no factoring. No, no factoring. factoring. Right. So <clears throat> blockchain is the future for humanity um, in everything. We just, we've got to, the hard work that we've got to do now is we've got to decentralize communication, which we're getting there. We've got to get rid of the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the Instagrams and TikTok, the people that can just, you know, yank the rug out from under you. Um, and we've got to decentralize energy. Once we get those two other pieces of the puzzle, there's a whole bunch of people that think they have power right now that are screwed. Um, and I tip the cap to them and wish them the best of luck. I hope they rot in hell. Did I do that in less than three minutes? It's pretty yeah, close. pretty good. Pretty good. The, you know, the, the I think the overriding thing is it's a, it's a secure transaction that cannot be changed. You yeah. know, so you know you when you when you it's a handshake that no one can back out of or no one can modify. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's inherent trust there that happens that you don't have to worry about. Am I going to get paid or do I do this? And the other thing about it, you, we talked about accountability earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> you're talking about yeah. everybody now is accountable to everybody because your 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 history is there. You know, if you always do things poorly, that's going to be part of your profile. And if you always do things great, that's going to be part of your profile. And you can't run from it. You can't bullshit anybody about mm-hmm. it. It is what it is because that data is, is there and it's available. And so it, it fixes a lot of things in freight. It will end by its nature. It will end double brokering. 
it will end it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Completely gone. That will never, that'll never exist, you know, in that. So uh, it's exciting. It's, it's complicated. It's kind of hard to get your head around sometimes, but it's, 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 it's exciting, you know, and it's going, it's, it's going to listen. It's happening. It's going to happen. It's just, when is it going to happen? You know, people are afraid of it because it has to involve crypto. I mean, it works on crypto. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that don't understand crypto think it's, you know, well, I don't have money in my hand. It's, you know, it's not really money, but you got to get, you got to get past all that. You know, I mean, it, you know, it, there, there's all kinds of voodoo that we've learned is not voodoo now, you know, and this is just another one of them. Okay. So, yeah. um, but well, and there's uh, a, there's a whole new level of privacy that comes with it because really in, in a freight transaction, there's, there's really three parties. There's the shipper, the receiver and the carrier. Um, there it's, it, it's nobody else's business. Okay. It, if you're not the carrier, you're not the shipper and you're not the receiver. It's none of your damn business. Period. So this well, idea, everyone wants to make it their business. Right. They think it, you know, that's the problem with TikTok. You know, it's that they, and then they use this bullshit about Chinese to make it sound like it's not them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Anyway. Uh, how uh, and and how uh, and how convenient that Facebook's come out with a new Twitter. I don't even know what's all oh, Threads. Have you seen that? For you know, what a joke. I, listen, I can't even keep up with the stuff I have to do for you. Okay. I'm not adding <laughs> right. to my, uh, but that's what, that's what, I, this is the thing I love about this RFK junior guy, man. He, listen, he, he didn't give a shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he put, you know, I mean, look at all the vaccination stuff and all the pandemic stuff now that, you know, and, and now you, you start talking to people about that. And, you know, why, why couldn't we do this real time? Why is it now four years removed and now everybody now understands Fauci was a joke? You know, mm-hmm. why do we why do we have to kick the can down a row for so many years? And then go, just like with the all the other investigations that are going on, you know, we we have to wait until it gets old news before we deal with it and, and, and learn the lessons from it. And so learn it right away. You know, I mean, uh, we're still dealing with the Kennedy assassination. OK, <laughs> you know, I didn't buy that stuff when I was 10. Right. And now here we are. And it turns out that probably, and, you know, and, and it, I don't. Hey, uh, quick question. Did you put some, um, um, uh, uh, marketing materials for the event in the shared folder? Uh, yes, I did. Do you have one that's like a, a landscape, not a portrait? Uh, let me look. I don't know if, if I have a landscape or not. If you do. Uh, uh I do. I, well, I, I do, but it's, it's. It's not, it's just a logo. It's not, okay. it doesn't have any information behind it. Well, I'm trying to find one. I was going to put it up on the screen. Chris just texted me. Chris Cheatham asked me. It's uh, August 19th and 20th. Um, uh, well, let me, won't you, let me just stick one in there and you can email it to him. It doesn't have to be. Okay. Well, I was going to put it on the screen for everybody. I mean, we've been talking about it for. What, ha- okay. Well, can you scroll and make it? I mean, they're, they're beautiful. I did a great job doing them, but they're not landscape. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I can make it work. Where do you want it? Where do you want it? Put it in the shared folder so I can get it. <clears throat> All right. It's there right now. And it's, it's, it's titled Untitled 11 by 14 JPEG. Okay. I'm sending him a text. Hopefully it'll go through this time. I'll send, I'll send you another one. Uh, I've got another one I'll send you right now, too. It's called... Um, okay. It's called uh, fuel tires re- repair. 
Okay, let me browse and go to. Yeah, Chris, reach out to us. I'm serious about that. We'd like to have you do a presentation there, and we'll we'll cover all your all your expenses and everything. So, <clears throat> you'd be a great uh, person to have there. People love it. <clears throat> There we go. All right. Let me, there we go. It, it you know, that works. Um, but that way everybody can see it on, um, on YouTube right now. Um, uh, but it's August 19th and 20th, Hurricane West Virginia. Um, yeah, my text to him went through. So, um, but yeah, listen, y'all, we're going to have such a good time. Um, you know, we, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time in this, um, and uh, that we're going to have people there giving talks, um, talking about all this stuff. I'm going to do a, a trip planning presentation, um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be fantastic. So we hope that you will all join us. And if you'll use the code Landstar by midnight tonight, you get a hundred dollars off. BlueRibbonLogistics.com. TikTok, I'm looking at y'all. Fact. That's a fact. User seven four seven five two nine six four one one three four. Do you like Trump? I don't like politicians. I don't like any of them. So I wouldn't put him out if he's if he's on fire. So no. But I don't like that other uh, incoherent loser. We are either. we we take an apolitical stance here. We don't yeah. like. We're not red. We're not blue. We're gray. Okay. Um, actually, we're, like, we're green. We're like green. Yeah. With green is our color. And uh, we don't expect the red to help us or the blue to help us. And we don't blame them if they hurt us. Tom, uh, Dr. We, Dr. Thomas E. Woods has the best line I've ever heard. He says, in Washington, there are two parties. There's the evil party and the stupid party. And occasionally, they will get together and do something that is both evil and stupid. This, evil is, and called, stupid. this yeah. is called bipartisanship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, William, we miss hanging out with you too, buddy. Um, I hope you're doing okay. William is our, he was in the program for, you know, for a year, uh, whatever time, about, period, about but, a year. but yeah. he, yeah, he, um, he had to go back home and do some local stuff because of his wife's situation, but he was our fuel mileage champion, buddy. I mean, this is a guy that got in the, the, uh, the classic, classic of Rockies that Chris was getting about five and a half miles per gallon out of. And he's getting seven, seven and a half. I think I got eight at one point in time, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but the guy can get fuel mileage, you know. And he's just a great guy altogether. Smart, very, uh, very um, money smart, uh, investment smart. Great guy. We miss you, William. Hope you're doing fine. Um, smooth operas to your uh, – so, Niven, you're coming? Good deal. I appreciate that. You go register. Forward to seeing you. By midnight tonight, get $100 you know, off. Yeah, get, get your 100 bucks off tonight. Um, there were some other things on here. I thought Hummingbird was talking about, uh, we were talking about gear ratio and fuel mileage and 24 fives are bad for fuel mileage. They are. Um, and it, it's less about, it, it's less about the tire itself. It's, it, it's really hard to find a good fuel mileage tire in a 24. Five. Hell, it's hard to find a 24 five period. Don't really well, matter. The, physics, the physics are still there. I mean, yeah. the, the, the physics, are, uh, the fact it's taller tire, I mean, it is. But but you're right. The tread pattern on 24 fives are not necessarily made for fuel mileage. Uh, so you'd be much better off going 22 five. Mm -hmm. um, and now not 11 R's, okay? 22, low pros. Low pros. Yeah. So. Low pro uh, 22, Michelin, wide, you know, wide base single, 
X-Line Energy. Oh, you just lost all of our credibility, man. No, fuck them. I, yeah, I was on board till you said wide base singles. Now I've lost all credibility with you. You remember hearing yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, well, there's some, you know, I, I made that video on, on TikTok, and, you know, they, about once a week I look through there and some idiot, well, they're not any good in the snow. And I'm like, well, I ran New York and Pennsylvania exclusively for three years with super singles and never had a problem. Uh, so, you know, it, you, I know, listen, I know how tempting it is to believe everything you think. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay. Yeah. But it's horseshit. But here's the thing. If you do your own research and gather your own data and get your own BSC 9000 out and do all of your own thinking mm-hmm. and quit, quit listening to what other people tell you how to think, you'll be amazed at what you can find out. You know, every decision and, and we thing, makes with one of these and things aren't always what they seem, you know, and, uh, and especially when you here, here's, here's my advice to you. Okay. When someone tells you something, look them a square in the eye and just, uh, just say this, explain to me why. And then listen. Yeah. Just shut up. And listen. Now you'll know, now you'll know if they're just spewing what somebody's told them or they really have a fucking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, I think you know the answer to that. But um, listen, listen. We, I mean, we, we, have, we have this ongoing problem with something as simple as a friggin' comm check, okay? Oh, my God. You, you, know, you, guys, you guys know what comm data, comm checks are. Well, you know, there are, there are two accepted ways of using a comm check. You can write it out like a check present it to the person that you're paying and they call this big red number on the front of it. That's and that, and that they will get an authorization number. They write that number and that check is good. Like any other check, mm-hmm. or you can get what's called, you can call yourself and get an express code and use it that way. Both of them work, but you wouldn't believe how hard it is for us to convince some of these people that there are more than one way to use it because it happens on a regular basis. And it happened today. Chris, I don't know what you finally had to do to get it straightened out. Oh, I had to. Was, I had to. T- I had to talk to the the people off site somewhere, you know. And she's like, "Well, you know, I've got to have this card number because the bank won't cash it." And I said, "Well, what I would if I was you, I would I would go to the bank and tell them to call ComData, and ComData can tell them how wrong they are." I said, "Now look, I understand it's twenty twenty three, and stupid people cannot be uh, moved." You know, once they've decided to believe something that's 100% untrue, um, you know, she kind of giggled at that. And she's like, well, I just know what my experience is at the bank. And I'm like, well, listen, I know we're surrounded by morons that don't know how to do anything. Um, and this believe stuff, it's not true. But, oh, it was it was ridiculous. Brother Sean uh, asking, are hotel rooms separate from event costs or non-LSBCOs welcome to the event? Yes, absolutely. Um you are the, welcome. The hotel rooms are, are separate, but we do have a special rate. If you'll register on our website, you'll yep. get a special rate. There's a link on the event page. It goes takes you to the hotel website, and you can reserve your rooms there with them. And and non Landstar BCOs, I guess that means you're not a BCO. You're an owner operator, not no, at Landstar. No, right. Well, he's just not at. He's saying he's not at Landstar yet. He's an owner operator, yeah, but he's not. Absolutely welcome. Absolutely yeah. welcome. We'd love to have you. Go go register by midnight tonight. Use the code Landstar and get a hundred dollars off. Absolutely. The Listen, things we I, talk about work anywhere. It's just we're at Landstar and we know how to use it at Landstar. But business is business. We you know, listen. We could be talking about bubblegum machines 
and all the sun the same. So Here, here's here's a good one on TikTok. Quincy Moore. How do you find drivers for those old freight liners you cobble together? Well, that there's a very simple answer to that. Uh, we don't hire truck drivers. Okay. We hire people that want to do our 18 month program to teach them how to survive in business. And most of them understand that the kind of truck that you operate had, makes no difference on whether or not you're successful in business. Um, and so if someone doesn't want to drive our old freight liners that are cobbled together, that's fine with me. I'm not going to hire those people, you know, because I don't, I don't exist to serve truck drivers. I exist to serve customers. Here, exactly. People don't understand here that we don't, we're not here to teach people how to deliver freight. Okay. Right. We're, we deliver freight because that's the, that's the chosen profession that you have decided you want to be in business in. We're just here to teach you how to do that. Okay. Now those old trucks be coddled together. We do that because that's how we make a profit. Okay. Because we understand that if we can put $40,000 in a truck and deliver freight, as opposed to $225,000 in a truck and deliver freight, there's a big difference there in the cost of the operation. We're a business school, not a trucking school. Right. And if people come here, if they call us up or they ask about, you know, what kind of trucks we drive and how the seat feels and the, does it have this or have that, we're not interested because that's not what they're, they're not coming here for the right reason. You know, they, we talk to people who want to understand how do I get in business? How do I stay in business? Because now the truck doesn't matter when that comes to that. And, and remember, we're not talking about you're a permanent truck for somebody that's been in the business for 10 or 15 years. We're talking about people that typically go out here and sign a lease purchase or a predatory uh, financing agreement on a $200,000 truck as their first truck mm -hmm. trying to get in business and stay in business. So, yes, we would rather you go buy a coddled-up truck for fifteen dollars or $20,000 that delivers freight just fine and stay in business as opposed to doing it the way that most people do it, thus the lunatic name that we get. So we don't really try to make you understand that because obviously you're a truck driver and you're in the business of driving a truck. And we're not. We're in the business of teaching people business. So, that's And I can I tell you this. I'm a 27-year driver. Been in business with Blue Ribbon now for five years. And I don't drive anymore because I'm busy. Okay? But if I was going, given my knowledge and experience in the industry, if I was going to buy a truck today, it would be a 2007 Freightliner Columbia with a Detroit. I would not have anything. I wouldn't have a Peterbilt. I wouldn't have a Kenworth. I wouldn't have a, you know, I would have a 2007. That's my favorite. Columbia with a 12.7, preferably with uh, a direct drive 10 speed or 13 double over and 264 gears to get maximum fuel mileage. That's what I would drive. That's exactly what I would drive. Now, I might make it pretty. I might make it do that. But the only thing that matters on the whole damn truck is the fifth wheel. That's all it matters because it needs to hook to a trailer because the money's in the trailer. The money's not in the driver's seat. The money's not anywhere in the cab. The money's in the trailer. That's where the customer is. And so it, go back through our TikTok feed, and you'll find this guy that was just so, I mean, his broke his precious little heart that I said that we're not driver-focused, we're customer-focused. How 
dare you not be driver focused. I'm not. I don't give a shit about the driver. I give a shit about the customer. That's what I care about. I teach people that come in our program to be a servant who's in business that wants to serve customers and make money because that's what we're all here to do. But I'm not here to pamper your ass and blow sunshine up there. And, and you know, I'm not doing that. If you, And that's what we try to explain to people. This is a, this is a master class in trucking business. Now, if you want a job, this is the absolute worst place you should be. Because if you come here expecting a trucking job, you will be miserable. You will despise me with every fiber of your being, and I will sleep like a baby knowing that you hate me. But you will also, uh, we take a lot of uh, pride in the fact that we know that you're in business now making a profit, and you're not on Facebook bitching about the, 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 the rate of freight right now uh, because you understand business. So, you know, you guys have to understand, you know, people get in business for different reasons, evidently. In trucking, evidently, people get in They don't even know they get in business, to be honest with you. Truck drivers have no idea they get They just go buy a truck because that's what you're supposed to do because that removes all the people that you hate. Now you don't have a dispatcher. Now you don't have this. You know, you don't have a safety guy. You know, now you're your own boss. That's why people want to have their own authority because it removes everybody that they despise. So that's the reason they do it. They found out later that, well, wait a minute. If I don't know anything about business, I can't stay doing this. It, what, I, what I want to do is going to get taken away from me because I can't afford to do it anymore. Now, you blame it on the rates. You blame it on everything else except you. Mm-hmm. But you got into business for all the wrong reasons. Okay? Yeah. Because if you get into business because you hate all these people, guess what? You're going to hate the customer, too, because they're, they're the ones that you have to serve. You know? And so we just teach people how to put the cart back before the horse. All right. If you're going to get in business, get in business and let's make money and stay in business. If you're not, just be a company driver. Okay. Buying a truck will not solve your problems. Promise you. It won't. It gives you more problems if you're not prepared, which is why there's a 90% failure rate Mm -hmm. in this industry for first time truck owners. 90%. That's not, that's not like a, 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 a counting rounding number. The, the vast majority of people who do this will fail. And most of the time that failure comes with some serious financial consequences like bankruptcy, divorce. You know, honeys don't like husbands that are broke, okay? <clears throat> Evans, or Matthew's asking about seats, um, says the legacy's not comfortable. I tell you what, somebody, I don't remember who it was, somebody bought a used Bose ride because you sure as hell can't afford a new one. Um, but there was a company that put Bose rides in all of their company trucks. Um, I would, uh, I'd, I'd search junkyards and stuff, look for the used Bose ride, or like Rocky said, that Boston wide ride's pretty nice with the back cycler option. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I always enjoyed the uh, the uh, the legacy seat. McClay says, define failure, please. Um, well, when you're not in business anymore and you're bankrupt and you haven't paid your taxes in five years, um, that's failure. Yeah. Yeah. Failure is, is, is you can't afford to stay in business anymore. That's what failure is. Um, and, and, and understand that staying in business, like just like Chris just said, staying in business doesn't mean that you're in business because you haven't paid your taxes. 
or you're not, you know, you're not saving money for your maintenance or you're not saving money for your retirement and all that sort of stuff. That's, that's failure. Okay. Um, now that doesn't mean you fail as an individual it just means that maybe you weren't ready to be in business yet. Maybe you need to go back and, and prepare yourself. That's what we do here is we give you a chance to come here for 18 months and prepare yourself to get into business, both knowledge wise, skill wise, and financially. Um, and that way you, 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 you can make, listen, half the people who come here decide not to get in business. Are they failures? No, no. We opened their eyes to what they thought they were going to get into and didn't understand what all it involved. Mm -hmm. Now, isn't it better that they do it here before they buy a $275,000 truck and then have to re have to have that repossessed because they find out that this is not what they thought it was going to be? So that's not a failure. It's just that they, they determined that this is not what's for them, that maybe owning a truck is more than what I thought it was. It's not just shifting gears and delivering freight. I got to keep up with numbers. I've got to, I got to do accounting. I got to do, I got to watch how I spend my money. I've got to, I got to know where, what fuel costs every day. I've done, 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 done it over and over and over again. Some people just don't want to do that. They need to be company drivers. They need to mm -hmm. work for some good company somewhere. Nothing wrong with that. That's not a failure. But in business, if you can't make a profit, you're a, that's a failure. Businesses are in business for one thing and one thing only, to make a profit. And if you don't, that business is a failure. Even a charity has to make a profit. So there's no such thing as a non-profit. That doesn't exist. Well, it does, but <laughs> not intentionally. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, I can tell you what failure looks like. It looks like when your when your truck blows up, and your yeah, Chris, Chris, tell them what, define what a failure is for them, okay? Um, I mean, it's when you walk away from it and you sell it for five thousand dollars on Facebook, and you come home and you get a company driver job because you can't because uh, you can't you can't do it anymore, you know. Um. Josh's Trucking Adventures. You guys have opened my eyes. I was all emotion in trucking. Now I run my company truck like it's my own business. It's crazy talking to independents who, as you always say, have no clue in their numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Good Larry says, you, just go ask them why. Hey, why you do that? Yeah. Good um, for you, Josh. I'm, see, that's <laughs> what that, that, that makes my day right there. You know, I mean, look, I'll never, ever financially benefit from you, ever. But look what we did for you. You know, look what, look what we're doing and, and what gets me and blows my mind because, you know, we see 20 or 30 people here. I get emails every day, you know, and people will come on and they'll say, you know, I've listened to every episode, you know, I'm now, I'm now at one, I'm up to 160, you know what I mean? And, and you think to yourself, how, how do I have that much impact on somebody that they would spend 330 or 40 hours of their time consuming our bullshit you know, uh, but it, 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 it's humbling, you know, when you see that, that, you know, our experience and what we've done and what we share can help somebody, you know, um, now look, we do this for the money too, but I mean, what, what, what this, this podcast, it, you know, somebody asked the other, how do you, how do you get drivers from those cottle up trucks? 
this is how we get drivers to cuddle up trucks because people will listen to this. And there'll be a certain number of people that this will resonate with mm-hmm. and they'll go, you know what? And, and usually it's the kind of people that we want, by the way, you know, um, they understand that, that business is, is tricky and maybe they're not ready for it. And maybe there's things they need to know. And maybe it'd be better if they were got taught by people who were pretty, pretty damn good at it. Um, and that provides us with the drivers that we have in our program. And that's how we make money. You know, um, it's a, it's a four win situation. You know, it wins for Landstar. It wins for us. It wins for the driver, certainly. And then of course it wins for our strategic partners. If it's a truck that we don't own. Um, and, and that's, that's what, you know, that's what we enjoy doing. We could care less about hiring truck drivers and hauling freight. That, that doesn't interest Chris or not. I, neither one. What interests us though, is taking people who, that, who they, who want to do that. That's what they've chosen to do as a profession and teach them how to do it, Josh, in a way that's successful and will provide something for you down the road. You know, I mean, look, I'm 69 years old and I mean, I've, I've had a very successful life and career, you know, but I mean, I started out like y'all did in 1977. Now I, I, I did a little differently, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it it's one thing to, to look up and go, you know, I, I like what I'm doing. It's another thing to look up and go, you know what, you know, I've, I've got, I've got retirement, I've got money in the bank. I mean, you know, all these things that they're hard, you know, when I first started out in business, you do anything to make, make a penny. Now I look up and I make pennies. I don't even know where they're coming from. You know, that's just the benefit of doing this long enough that you get that, you get that, that, that windfall. So that's what we do this for. This is why we do this. So anyway, um, somebody asked about, somebody asked about lumpers twice. I don't, first of all, lump, y- y- y'all get all worked up about, about lumpers. Okay. The, lump, the, the, the shipper pays the lumper. Okay. Every time. Um, you may have to you may have to pay it out of your pocket temporarily, but if you do it right and you work your deal right with your broker or whatever, you should be getting reimbursed for that. Whether or not you believe that that's true, and listen, we have an episode about this. It's with my son, by the way. My son is the executive vice president of the biggest lumper company in the country. You've heard of him, Capstone Logistics. I don't remember the episode number, but look it up. He explains in great detail what lumpers are for and why they're necessary. And mm-hmm. I think you'll understand better if you just, again, open your eyes, quit listening to truck drivers, okay, and understand what that, why that's necessary in the business. Because, again, remember, it's not all about you, okay? It's not all about you. I, I, know, that, I know that pisses a lot of you off, mm-hmm. but y'all really don't matter, okay? <laughs> so... <clears throat> well, we've gone two hours. I think, I think that's good enough uh, for tonight. So, a reminder uh, for you listening right now on July fourteenth that you have until midnight, twelve oh one a.m. You've got another two hours to go to the website blueribbonlogistics.com/events. Click on the event page. Fill out the information, and, and when you go to the checkout, put in the code LANDSTAR, L-A-N-D-S-T-A-R, and you can get $100 off of your mission. There's a link there to the hotel. You can set up your hotel room. Um, and come and spend the weekend with us, and we are we'll going to have a great time. How to be, we'll teach you how to be profitable. We'll teach you how to stay in business. 
you know, we'll, 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 we'll help you with your operation so you don't have to worry about fuel prices. Believe me, I tell you this, fuel prices are, should never be a concern for you. Never. Ever. Ever. And Unless you're getting be. four miles a gallon. Well, yeah, but we can show you how to fix that. So, anyway, you guys need to come spend a weekend with us. Um, uh, Josh, you, you know, guys like you. Uh, Jim Callahan, hey, good talking to you, guy. We, I, some, I see you on here once in a while. I never acknowledge you. Hope you're doing good. Um, and um, and Larry, Larry's going to BCO days in August, so he'll get us some updated retention rate turnover numbers. Um, <clears throat> uh, Hummingbird, we've got a bunch of episodes we talk about, 1099 versus WT. We're not going to get into that tonight. Um, just go back through the older episodes. There's plenty of them there. Uh, one of the early ones, like in the 50s, we talked about don't get pimped on a 1099. Uh, but we've been going two hours. Uh, nothing has come unglued. Like, we haven't lost connection. Our audio works, video works. It's been a miracle. So I'm not going to tempt fate. And I think two hours is enough, so we're going to shut this down. I'm going to kill y'all. Rocky, as far as we know, the the hotel link is working, as far as we know. Yeah, last I heard from, and I haven't heard any, I haven't heard any problems, and Christy said she had it working, so... All right, good night, TikTok. I'm shutting y'all down first. And all right, TikTok, they're down. YouTube, you're next. So y'all hold your breath. I'm getting ready to pull the plug. We'll see y'all next Friday night. Anybody out of town? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you said something. Well, about I maybe might we be. To... Yeah, I've got to go pick my daughter up from a bluegrass camp, but I think we no, might be okay. I may, I may be in Fort Wayne at that Expo Expedite thing on Friday night. So okay. And if I do, I've got to go to dinner with Landstar people, so I may not be able to do it next Friday night, anyways. So. Okay. We might move it to Saturday, yeah. maybe. All right, okay. y'all. We will see y'all next Friday night, eight o'clock. Go to or the website, Saturday. sign up, hundred dollars off. Code Landstar. See y'all.